Today, we're chatting with Liz Speakman and Shiv Singh of Quincy Votes, because as you may have heard, there's an election coming up here in Massachusetts. <laughs> but uh, the folks from Quincy Votes would like to obviously do what their namesake says and encourage voters to get out, cast their ballots in the many different ways that are possible. So Liz and uh, Shiv wanted to say uh, thank you for joining us and welcome to both of you. Thank you, thank Joe. You. Pleasure, pleasure um, to learn a little bit more about Quincy votes, first of all, maybe we could ask um, uh, both of you to talk a little bit about the history of this this organization and, and how it was founded and what its main mission is. Sure, I can get started. Um, so last year, as after our local election um, in 2021, um, a few of us realized that um, turnout in local elections in Quincy is quite low, um, you know, similar to some other communities, but definitely lower than we would want. Um, and so a few of us got together, including Maggie McKee and um, Shiv here, uh, to think together about what can we do to increase uh, turnout, particularly in our local elections um, here in Quincy. And so we decided to just get some people together who were interested and um, see if we could uh, brainstorm some ideas and our first meeting was last year um January. was it oh, January January of 2022 um and we ended up with 40 or 50 people together in a room um talking about how to increase uh, voter turnout in Quincy and so um, we have been going ever since and um, decided collectively on a name and a logo, as well as our mission statement, um, which is um, that our part, our nonpartisan volunteer group aims to inform and empower all community members in Quincy to engage in local issues and to substantially increase voter turnout in city elections. Um, so we've been working hard um, to reach that mission since last January. Yeah, and I would just like to add to that, um, that uh, being an immigrant myself and a firm believer in democracy, uh, that voting at the local elections at the grassroots is very important um, for the democracy to sustain. And 16% um, voter turnout um, was not great. And that's how I got involved with this. I really want people to understand that their vote matters and it is very important. Like yesterday only I was telling someone, she's like, I don't know, I have a voter ballot, but what I said, this is your voice, it matters. So that's how, that's how I'm very passionate about Quincy votes. And I, we're working really hard. Um, we're meeting people, we're talking about it, that it matters and it's important. So was there any kind of overriding theme that came up during the conversations as to why turnout was not great? There was several things that came up during our conversations and continue to. Um, so one was that um, a lot of a lot of people who, particularly who vote in national elections or, you know, um, statewide elections, but don't vote locally, um, tend to not have a lot of information about voting. Um, so we've talked to a lot of people who say, well, I don't really know who I would vote for. I don't really know what city council does, for example, or who um, would best represent me um, and my family. Um, and so one of the things that we're trying to do is just increase information, access to information for local voters 
leaders about um, what's happening on the local level, whether it's the functions of local offices or um, you know, the issues that are coming up in different neighborhoods around development. Um, or schools, um, and just really trying to educate people about um, why, what local issues exist in Quincy and why they're important um, to be informed about and be able to have a say in um, once the election time comes. Um, also, uh, a lot of folks talked about re not really knowing um, a lot about when and how to vote. Um, and so, you know, I think it's wonderful now that we have these options of mail-in voting, early voting, also voting on election day, um, but it has caused some confusion for voters about um, when they can vote. Um, I talked to a lot of people too about um, they requested a mail-in ballot for the primary election in September and then assumed they were going to be getting one for the general election. And so I have, have had to explain to a lot of voters, you have to request another mail-in ballot for the general. And so um, there's just a lot of more options now for voting, which is wonderful, but it does make it a little bit more complicated and confusing. And so I think we are trying to it, even just educate people about the dates of voting, the locations of voting, the times of voting um, to make sure that they actually get, get out there and vote. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah uh, Liz is right. Like basic things like people um, are saying, who, who should I, why, you know, like who's the candidate, which election offices and um, more, um, I don't know how to say the word, but like uh, things like Quincy demographic is 32% of uh, Quincy residents are foreign born. And so some of them come from countries where the voting is not there. And for them to understand that it's safe and it is private. Um, so that was also another thing that came up, like where people were like, oh, oh, I'll be targeted if I vote to someone, you know? So so there, there are lots of things that, like the basic things, you know, and also some um, deep-rooted uh, issues with, um, you know, democracy, like they're not aware about what democracy is and how safe it is to vote. So so we, we're we dealing with all this and um, but people are open to hearing things. It'll just, I feel, take, a, little bit more time to um to understand how important it is to vote i guess the question i have is how much of the responsibility is it of the voter to educate themselves you know about the process and about the candidates and how much of a responsibility is it to the government to do that uh so i would say that um if you come from a place where you don't know what it is and you have never voted and governments have a different um you have a different relationship with the government the places you come from i feel that we they need more like we all need more support to understand you know and also translations that's another thing that is important um that people are people understand what they're doing and feel connected the sense of belonging increases when you see uh, the language that you understand so i do feel um in places where language is a barrier or where you come from countries where um there there isn't democracy to understand that what actually it is i think the city needs to do a little more okay how about you liz 
Yeah, I mean, I think that it's certainly a mutual responsibility. The voter has a responsibility to um, to educate themselves. But I, I do think that our government in general has a great responsibility if we're going to hold up democracy as um, a principle and a value and an ideal in our society, um, then we have to live that in our daily um, actions, which includes um, proactive education of voters around the issues that are affecting them, as well as just the basic functions of government. Um, I think that the purpose of government is to serve the people. Um, and if government is not represented by the people, then they are not adequately serving the people. Um, and so I think we have an opportunity through community groups like ours, through government and through voters themselves to you know, raise up that level of education information so that we can have government, local, state and federal government that truly represents the people in the community. If we only have 16, 17% of people voting in a local election, um, then our local elected officials are not necessarily representing the whole community. Um, and so the more that I think many local elected officials want to have more voters um, turning out so they know they have a mandate um, to serve those voters and they are actually representing um, the entire community or more of a majority of that. And I think it's just benefits all of us um, when more people are engaged. So in terms of um, learning how government works, do, I mean, do you think that you ran for school committee. Do you think that has to start in, in the school system? I think it's everywhere. I mean, I certainly think that we have lots of opportunity with our young people um, to educate them about what voting is, why it's important. I know a lot of parents bring their kids with them uh, to vote so they can see actually what the ballot looks like and be part of that civic um, process. Um, and I know that our schools will talk to students about voting. And we did a table at um, Quincy Pride where we had young people practice voting. And it was just, you know, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? But it's simple. Voting is actually quite simple. And when you can show young people um, and adults, this is how simple it can be. Um, it can take some of the intimidation out of it. Um, so yes, I think that schools have a really wonderful opportunity to educate young people about voting. And I think there's, like Shiv said, there's a lot of adults and, and older people who live in Quincy who just didn't grow up with that as part of their culture. Um, and so we have um, this wonderful opportunity to welcome people into this culture through the experience of voting um, and having a voice and civic engagement and you know, certainly our group is focused on voting, but we're working year round to help people know how to write letters um, to the editor, how to, um, you know, speak at open forum if there's something they're interested in, how to, you know, rally a group of neighbors around an issue that that's important to them. We believe that's all part of civic engagement that leads to higher voter turnout. Yeah, I, yes, I, I was just saying I agree. And I feel like uh, some local organizations um, can also help to support this. Um, so people who are engaged in community building and some community leaders can also support this. So can you talk a little bit about um, how Quincy Votes actually, you know, uh, carries through with their mission, some events that you maybe have already had and things that you're planning? Sure. Shiv, do you want to start or you want me to? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so we so we did start. Uh, I think um, 
May, uh, we started uh, with having tables at uh, local school events, you know, so we started with that. Then we were in, the, we were at Quincy Pride, we were at the parade, and we got noticed at the parade, you know, we, we got a volunteer who is still a student, you know, so it, that was so heartwarming for us. Then we did um, August, we did August Moon, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, so we did yep. August Moon too. And uh, so these are the things that we have done. And uh, the cherry that I think was that we, we did door knocking uh, last month. Uh, no, this month, October. October is a long month. <laughs> <laughs> so we did door knocking and people were very, so we, so we have uh, uh, another member, her name is Maggie, and she's worked super hard. And she made this calendar in which she put the dates from when um, the voting, um, what the ballots are in, uh, when can you register, when is the early voting starting, and, and where can you go and vote. So we were in the Wollaston area, and so the, the voting the polling area was the Wollaston school. So because when we had door knock last year for Liz, people were like, where do I vote? So we put all that information on one piece and we met people and people were very receptive. And uh, so, so we have done this till now where we are going to get more aggressive, I think, for uh, because we are going to have big local election next year and that's very important and everybody should have a voice for that election. Yeah, so our door knocking was um, really focused around um, just letting people know when they can vote, where to vote, um, giving them um, the red book so they knew what was going to be on the ballot, um, not not endorsing or supporting a particular campaign or issue or, or candidate, um, but just really voter education. Um, the other thing we did was we did host a Secretary of State um, forum, um, and only one uh, candidate showed up, but it was a wonderful opportunity to hear from that candidate. Um, and seeing as, you know, Secretary of State, the reason we did that as office was because it um, is in charge of elections um, across the state. And so we felt like that would be a good um, office to be able to highlight um, so people could understand the role as well as the candidates who are running for that office. Um, the other huge work that's been done, Mary Lolly has put in a ton of work, community uh, member to create a website um, that I definitely encourage everyone to check out. It has tons of voter information on it, as well as local resources and multiple languages. Um, it's quinzyvotes.org. Um, and we meet monthly. Um, we also put some materials together in English and in Chinese um, that we give out when we go to community events um, that really highlights um, why your vote matters and what are the local issues that many people care about that they don't necessarily equate to voting. Um, and so we're just really trying to build up awareness. Um, we also have an email list of people who want to get um, updates on when elections are coming up and how they can vote. And so we have been putting information out on that as well as on Twitter um, and Facebook, um, trying to build up you know, more awareness of, of voting options. And like Shiv said, working towards um, next year, um, the next local election, so we can hopefully have a, a see an improvement in voting rates um, based on our efforts. Is there, uh, are there things you think that uh, the city should be doing uh, with regards to helping uh, increase voter turnout? 
Uh, of course, I think there's always opportunities to, um, you know, uh, provide more information, education to voters. Um, and some of us, you know, work or, you know, like move through other communities. And so we see what some other communities are doing, um, even just around signage, you know, having signs up, you know, around the community for, you know, a couple of weeks before the election that detail, um, you know, where people can get their mail-in ballots, where early voting is going to be located, um, or, you know, Know, other communities that post regularly on their social media to drive people to vote um, through mail-in ballots or early voting um, so that they don't miss that one day, um, that one election day. Um, and I, you know, I think that there's there's lots that we would love to do as a community group to partner um, with the city to be able to help. Um, you know, we know that it's a very small office that's running elections in the city, and um, we have a huge dedicated group of volunteers for Quincy Votes that you know meet regularly, love to put energy and effort into creative ways of engaging people. Um, and so we are, you know, we stand ready um, to be able to support any outreach efforts um, by anyone. And that's that's interested in doing that. Sure. What do you think in terms of the city doing uh, more to get um, people? <laughs> I might not know what to say because it's also new to me. I am new here, so I really don't know. But yes, the signage can really help because um, always the visuals can really make people think. Oh, because people have forgotten the days when it's their election, so it does reinforce. So, and yes, the city can work with Quincy Votes. Okay, so I'm assuming that folks from Quincy Votes would be willing to volunteer on election day at the polls, yes? Yeah, well, most of our, so we had our, at our last meeting, um, we asked people, we do like a check-in icebreaker just to get to know everyone. And so we had maybe 30 people and our icebreaker was like, what have you done um, in the past month around civic engagement just in general? And I was blown out of the water, Joe. Just things people were doing on their own time, not necessarily connected to Quincy votes, but just things that people were doing to be more civically engaged and increase you know, awareness of the issues in the community and um, increasing voter turnout. and. And so I know that, you know, all of our active volunteers are, you know, either helping out with a particular campaign or issue or um, supporting the polls, you know, through the city, um, writing letters, you know, there's just lots that our, that our volunteers are doing and people are always saying like, what else can I do? You know, how else can I help? Um, and so it's been really great to sort of bring um, this group of, of people together who are excited to to put some time into this. And these are all, you know, as we all are busy people with kids and full-time jobs and going to school. And um, it's just, I'm, I'm blown away every time about how committed folks are and passionate they are to, to really being involved in the community. Yeah, do you need um, funds, Liz? I mean, does Quincy Votes, are you, are you a 501c3 nonprofit and can folks donate? So yeah, we're working on that. Actually, we um, just put an application. Maggie, um, our you know co-leader here, um, put together an application to try to get. Um, uh, an attorney to help us become a, an official nonprofit. Um, we have many, many of our members have donated generously of not only their time, but their money. And so that has funded the banner that we have. We have t-shirts, the materials, um, and there's other funding opportunities through um, like state and national coalitions that we're not able to apply for because we're not an official 501c3. Um, and so we would like to get that designation so that we can apply for funds to be able to, I, I would love 
love to pay stipends um, to some of the volunteers to, you know, so we're not just asking people who can afford to take time um, to do this, but really mm -hmm. compensate people for their time um, and have materials in, in more languages than English and Chinese. And so um, there's lots of things we would love to do if we had the funding to do it. And, um, and so we are working on becoming an official nonprofit so we can um, expand our reach. Uh, but currently it's just, you know, a few of us kind of pitching in here and there um, when yeah. we can to, to have what we have so far. Yeah. Grassroots. Uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So but Shiv, you know, it, 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 it uh, appears to me that, I mean, you are like the perfect example of, uh, you know, what are some of the obstacles that newcomers to the city face when it comes to voting, because you are one of them. Yeah, I can't vote. So um, right now, but um, I have a big advantage. I speak the language. And when yeah. you speak the language, it becomes very easy. And I come from a country that is constantly voting, you know? Right. Uh, so it's one of the largest democracies and 80% people vote there, which is like uh, 1.3 billion people. Wait, 80% you said? Yes. Really? Okay. Yes. And so, um, so, so uh, though I would not, though there are other issues to that, but, um, but we are very aware about democracy and we really, value democracy and and uh, forget being which country you are from uh, democracy as a form of government uh, has to sustain or should sustain in my mind and it has and it starts at grassroots grassroots levels and and we don't want people to have, become apathetic towards it so so that's my whole idea is to be involved in this is to to that to sustain democracy and local elections is where it starts and do i really don't have a barrier simply because of two things one because i speak the language i understand i'm interested mm. and um, secondly i come from a country where which is democratic so mm -hmm. it I, it's just like just being here that just means the same thing but okay, it's, so yeah so what can what can our democracy here in this country learn from others? India. <laughs> no, we are we were for us the U.S. was the democracy to look at look at because of the freedom of speech and uh, the value of freedom uh, associated with an individual, right? You know, mm -hmm. uh, the individual is really important, and every voice matters. I mean, um, I have learned honestly that me who's like who comes from a different country comes here and people listen to me you know when I speak something and uh, that might not have happened in my own country <laughs> so so I feel that uh, it is very robust you know um, and that's why I am a little uh, sad that only 16% votes and and it's the same 16% that's always voting you know so um so I feel as a duty as a of the citizen of the world, we have to increase, uh, you know, more people should come in and vote. <laughs> yeah. But what, what can US learn? I, 
I, I just think that Indians have uh, voting in their blood because every other time there's elections happening. So I used to tell Liz this. So this is something I used to tell Liz. I said, Liz, the first election is to lose, but to learn. The second election is to consolidate. And the third election is when you go and win. And Liz was like, oh, I have to work so hard. I said, this is what um, this person who set up a new party in India said, the first election, I'm just here to learn. I'm going to lose, but I'm going to learn. Second election, I'm going to consolidate. And, th- and that man went on to become a national party, you know? So I always used to tell this. It has big ideas for me. <laughs> yes. Your next campaign manager, perhaps? Oh, uh, no, 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 no. Just that I... Uh, I- I love Liz and I love uh, U.S. democracy and I love the U.S. freedom and I want it to sustain. Just curious if you think, uh, you know, because everybody in this country has always had democracy, is that the reason for complacency? They don't, mm. don't really know anything else. I would think, <laughs> yes. So it's, it's a relatively new country if you look at uh, other countries who've been through many cycles, many historical cycles of, you know, many empires coming, going, coming, going. And we got our independence in uh, 1947, which is like 75. So we really valued um, having a voice and after having no voice. And and before independence, uh, the British had a system where only if you had a certain money and if you had a certain position, could you vote? I mean, they did a whole partition of the country divided the country on few people who could vote you know mm, yeah. so yes uh, sometimes when you have it all the time uh, and there's no comparison sometimes you feel like yeah you feel like you take it for granted yeah what do you think Liz do you think feel that way too yeah I think I mean it's complicated I think too because there's so many people who feel like their vote doesn't matter um, and that's a hard one to, you know, um, argue. (laughs) Um, and so I try to talk to people about how, um, collectively our vote matters. Um, and that we, it's not, again, it's not just about our vote. It's about how we engage in our community and that our voice matters no matter what, no matter if you, the vote you cast is the, the person or the issue that wins, communicating what you want to see your community to look like, that's the power. And so you can do that through your vote. You can do that through a letter to the editor. You can do that through calling your city councilor. You can do that through running for office yourself. You know, there's just so many ways to communicate um, why you matter, your opinion matters, your perspective matters. And um, voting is sort of like one part of that. Um, and I do think that a lot of people feel like, well, it doesn't matter. My voice doesn't matter. It's not going to be heard. It's not going to be taken seriously. And so I think that's why we try to build this collective, um, you know, grassroots m- movement to say it does matter and we want to hear it and we want to try to lift it up. Um, and we can do that together. It's easier and more powerful when we do that together, when we do that alone. And so, um, I think there's ways to, to sort of tackle that like cynical or um, apathetic perspective um, with 
you know, collective action. And so that's what we're trying to, and, and a sense of community, right? Like a sense of connection and belonging and um, value. And so that's what we're trying to build um, with this group too. Okay. So you said uh, you meet monthly, uh, where and when? So we meet um, at different spots. Every other month, we switch off between virtual and in-person um, just to make it more accessible for folks who have different preferences. Um, when we meet in person, we try to meet outside when we can. Um, there are some folks in our group with health, health issues, so we try to keep it outside when we can. Um, we meet in local parks, um, try to make sure that it's accessible. Um, and then otherwise, we meet on Zoom um, when we can't meet in person. Um, and we usually meet the first Saturday of every month at 10 in the morning. Um, anyone's welcome uh, to join us. You can go on our website. Our email address is on there. You can join our email list. Um, and even if you can't make it to a meeting, we send out notes and information about what we're working on. We have some folks that can't make all the meetings, but would love to come and be at a table or participate in a forum or help plan something. Um, and so we would love as much participation as possible. We also have a Facebook group people can join. Um, to see what we've got going on and what we're working on. Um, we really try to take the lead from the people that are part of the group. So I don't, Maggie and I and Shiv, we don't have like, here's what we're doing for the year. It's more like, you know, what's happening in the community? What do we want to focus on? Um, what are the needs and how can we best try to meet those um, through the lens of this, this group's mission? Okay. Anything else either one of you would like to add? Don't forget to vote. <laughs> So early voting has already started. It started on October 22nd. Um, it's going now and through November 4th. Um, so you can vote any weekday at Quincy City Hall, 8.30 to 4.30. Um, this coming weekend, I don't know when this is going to air, but this coming weekend um, is going to be at North Quincy High School, 8.30 to 2.30. Um, so if you can vote early, vote early. Um, if you like to go on election day, it's November 8th from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. at your local polling station. You can also still mail-in ballot. Um, we encourage people to mail-in ballot as soon as possible. Don't hold on to that ballot. Fill it out and send it in. Um, and there's a drop box outside of Quincy City Hall that you can leave your mail-in ballot. Um, and for other questions about like what's on the ballot, what are the, you know, what are the candidates, what are the issues, there's four. A, a minimum of four ballot questions. Some precincts in Quincy have five or six ballot questions. Our website lays out um, all the, you know, all the different options and the different sides um, of the ballot questions. If you're not sure how to answer those, um, we're really just trying to provide information so people can be educated voters. So don't forget to vote, 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 vote. <laughs> Anything else, Shiv? Uh, no, um, <laughs> just that please vote. I don't have that choice, but you do. So please use that. It is very precious. It makes a difference. So please do vote. All right. Thank you both very much. Really appreciate uh, the opportunity to learn about Quincy votes. Hopefully we've uh, educated some folks about your group and uh, got you some more participation. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank You're you. very welcome.